Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, and my wife will be here shortly, and uh, Steph, our producer, and there's my wife right now. So I'm going to move over and make room for her, and we are streaming live from the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Studio, and you do not want to miss out today's episode. We have Dr. Scott Schroeder, who is a podiatrist out of Wenatchee. He's a local guy there, and he's been practicing for over 30 years. And for the last five years or so, I have been talking to him about uh, metal allergies and how it affects patients when they have uh, surgery hardware or dental hardware in their bodies and how it affects them. So we are going to talk about that today. He is an expert in this field. Um, Not only does he have a busy clinical uh, podiatry practice, but he is an expert in the field of metal allergies, and he does talks all over the world. I think recently it was just Turkey, and he's talking to England and Hawaii and all over the world. So you do not want to miss out on this episode because he's going to give some patient examples also of how somebody's health was drastically changed when um, metal hardware was removed out of their body because they were actually allergic to it. So it's a very, very interesting subject, and Dr. Schroeder spends a lot of time on it. He's doing a research project, and I think in the end, his end goal is to also write a book about it so he can educate others about this topic. So um, Dr. Schroeder, without further ado, welcome to our show. Thank you very much, Sean, and hello, Janet. Hello. Yeah. So Dr. Schroeder, tell us a little bit about how you got into this subject of metal allergies. Boy, it happened, oh, 15, 20 years ago with just patients, listening to patients. I had this uh, uh, patient, she was in her early 30s, and uh, she had uh, two daughters, eight and 10, and I had operated on her foot and had two stainless steel screws in her foot. And then she was complaining that she could not button up her blouse could not open a door with one hand. She had to use two hands. And I was kind of going, that's kind of weird, you know? And then I removed the screws from her foot and instantly the next day she could button up her blouse. She could open up a door, no problem. And then the following year, the I operate on the other foot and exact same thing happened. So I'm going, hmm, something's you know right. going on here. So I started paying more attention and titanium kind of came into play more. We were using more and more titanium. Previously, it was just stainless steel and was seeing problems with titanium also. Uh, and then one gal who was quite prominent in our, our community here, I had operated on her in May. And she, we were planning at that point, she had what are called these locking plates and screws, which are a little more prominent uh, and they can rub on shoes. So at that point we were getting them out. Prior to that, it was okay, 50% of the time, if something rubs or irritates, we'll get it out. And, uh, and if not, we just leave it. And now with these locking plates and screws, a little more prominent, very good for healing. But uh, so I, I was getting them out more and we were planning on getting hers out, you know, in the in the fall. And she comes in for her pre-op to get it out. And one of the gals says, uh, yeah, boy, she's not in a very good mood. And so I go in there and I've known her for years and I go, what's going on? And she goes, oh, man, I, I'm just stiff and sore all over. I can hardly get up from a sitting position. I can hardly move my neck. Um, they just don't know. I just feel like I have the flu all the time. Um, this started in, you know, earlier in the summer. Um, and I've been to three different doctors. Nobody knows what's going on. They're sending me to a specialist over in Seattle. 
And uh, so I go, hmm, that's weird. You know, I, I've seen some things, you know, that are, you know, somewhat dramatic, but not that dramatic. Mm -hmm. And uh, so anyway, we go ahead and we get the hardware out later that, you know, the next week. And uh, then the following week, five, four or five days later, I see her back in the office. I go, well, and she had a little bit of soreness in the foot, too. And uh, so I go, well, how's it going? She goes, oh, you know, the foot feels fine. And I go, no, no, no. What about everything else? She goes, oh, it's it's all gone. Wow. And this was four or five days after removal of the hardware where she had all these symptoms for months that nobody could figure out. So that kind of really heightened my my uh, desires to learn more about this. And that was probably about 15 years ago. And uh, so that's where I started looking, paying attention, asking questions, knowing the questions to ask. Um, because, you know, that's the thing with this. Nobody really knows what questions to ask or how it could be, you know, I mean, how could a stiff neck be related to, you know, metal in the feet uh, or ankle? Right. Uh, and so it's been pretty, uh, pretty dramatic that way. Janet, what kind of questions do you have for Dr. Schroeder on the subject? Well, so since that, are you seeing a trend with other clients that have had to have removal of metal when they're in your office? Is, is this an ongoing trend or how often does this happen? More often than we think. I mean, wow. supposedly, according to the, the general thought process in the orthopedic community, that this is a rare occurrence. And I've been involved in a study over the past 10 years where I've removed over 1,000 implants from over 400 patients over this past decade. And so far, we're in the, you know, 3 to 4% range as far as life-changing symptoms like this wow. guy, like this patient, you know, life-changing. Right. Uh, so, you know, obviously we're still working on that particular study, but uh, it is definitely more prevalent than one would imagine and one would think. Jan and I were just talking a little bit about, you know, what patients, you know, that some patients might be having issues. They just don't know because they haven't asked the right questions. So, Correct. Um, well, it's just a, a number of these symptoms. And what I'm seeing is a lot of symptoms actually similar to autoimmune issues. When anything mimicking, you know, different types of arthritis, what I have seen is it causes, it exacerbates inflammation. So whether it's in the joints, I've had patients that have had pain and stiffness in their hands, and then I get it, which has been worse, that then we look back and, oh, it came on after I operated on them. And then I get the metal out of their foot or ankle, and hey, guess what? I can move better now and don't have the pain that oh. I had before. Um, I have just recently, I had a patient uh, with asthma and uh, that I was very surprised. At. I mean, I didn't even think about asthma. Um, and actually, I'll tell you what, we can just, uh, let's just have you listen to him real quick. Absolutely. Again, it's, it's uh, nice when you hear a, a patient describe in their own words what uh, had happened. So let's see how this one works. This is a patient I put, well, I'll explain it here. Yeah. All right. We did reconstructive right foot surgery on March 18th of this year, and uh, we placed titanium plates and screws in the foot. And what did you notice in regards to your asthma after that surgery? I was having to use my inhaler as much as uh, once every two hours. Mm. Okay. And then we got the hardware out uh, two weeks ago. Uh, what happened after you got the hardware out? Uh, within a few days, I wasn't using the inhaler at all. 
And then recently we had some local fires with smoke and all that. And how how's your asthma been doing during that time? Just fine. Haven't used it in a inhaler a bit. Okay, thanks. So that's one I didn't even know about. Um, it's just that he brought it up when we started talking about things. And uh, so um, there's uh, pres I presented to the FDA a couple of years ago. And one of the patients I presented was a patient I had operated on, I think, in her early 40s. And uh, so she had uh, stainless steel screws in her foot at the time that she had when she was 16. And then she needed more surgery and, and she was allergic to nickel that uh, we, well, we were thinking she was allergic to nickel because she had problems with earrings. And majority of the time, if, if women have problems or men have problems with earrings, red irritation, it's a nickel allergy, which is the most common type of allergy. And so we were, okay, probably have a nickel allergy. Let's use titanium because that's our other options, right? So went ahead and uh, used titanium for the reconstructive surgery in her foot, took the stainless steel out, and she did fine. Did well. Um, and I said, okay, if you have any problems with those screws, and I had, you know, just two screws in there, I had probably had three, but in one particular area, if you have any problems, you let me know and we can get them out. Well, she came back you know, four years later and uh, said, hey, I'm having a problem with this screw. Can we, you know, get these screws out? Sure. And I'm doing the pre-op on her and I'm looking that she's on all these meds. And I didn't remember that. And uh, so I was just going, well, when, when did you, you know, when did you why are you on all these meds? She goes, oh, it's for my fibromyalgia. And I go, well, when did your fibromyalgia start? She goes, oh, about two years ago. So I go, okay, well, uh, you know, what other conditions do you have? She goes, oh, I have this chronic fatigue. I'm a teacher. I uh, go ahead, I, you know, take my students at lunch and I send them outside and I sleep underneath the desk. I go, okay. And I go, well, when did that start? She goes, oh, about two years ago. And I go, see, I've been having problems between metals that I have in the foot and other metals in the body. And that's what the re part of the research that I've been doing. Actually, we've been testing between dental metals and, and the foot and ankle metals that I'm putting in. For instance, titanium is more positively charged and stainless steel is more negatively charged. And amalgam in the mouth is more negatively charged. Gold crowns are more positively charged. And uh, so basically, when we have these positive and negative charges, uh, then you create what's a battery. Basically, it's a battery in the body. And it was thought the metals had to be touching. But since this research that we've been working on, no, it doesn't have to be touching. And uh, so I was uh, I had a, a patient that actually was getting paralyzed. And uh, after I had put stainless steel in his foot and he ended up being reactive to some dent, some palladium in his mouth and his crowns that we found out through some testing that he was allergic to. And uh, <clears throat> we can talk about him later. But so th anyway, this particular gal. Uh, so then I asked her, do you have any other metal in your body? And uh, she said, no. And I go, because people always forget about dental Nice. And I go, do you have any fillings? Nope. Never had a cavity. And I'm going, ah. she goes, oh, but I, I have this, you know, stainless, this bar be, behind, behind my lower teeth. And I go, oh, so you had braces. Oh. And uh, so I go, when'd you get your braces? She goes, oh, about two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I go, oh, I go, go find out from your orthodontist when you got your braces and when your symptoms started. She called me back later that day. Oh my God. I got my braces at the end of, uh, end of August, and it was the first week of September when I started noticing this chronic fatigue. 
uh, severe. And then I, cause it took me a number of weeks to get into my doctor. And then the fibromyalgia started after that. So what I will do, I will have you uh, actually listen to her. Could you hear the last one? Okay. We yes, could. It's perfect. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So here, let's, this, this is what I presented the FDA. Actually, they heard this particular uh, uh, voice memo. Okay. Around 2016, beginning of, uh, we, uh, we were having some symptoms with a screw, so we decided to get it out. And then we realized you were having a number of different symptoms, uh, some fibromyalgia type symptoms you were diagnosed with, some chronic fatigue. Uh, and we decided to get you metal tested, found out you were allergic to titanium dioxide and nickel and vanadium, uh, both of which titanium dioxide and vanadium were then the titanium in your foot. So we decided to get that out. Also, you had a stainless steel bar with 15% nickel behind your lower teeth. So what happened after we got the uh, titanium plate out of our titanium screws out of your foot? So almost immediately after you took the screws out of my feet, I noticed that um, almost all of my body pain and my migraine symptoms had gone away. And within a couple of weeks, actually, all of my rosacea had cleared. Um, so I was able to stop most of my medicines within a month. I was, I think I was taking 18 different medicines for fibromyalgia at that point. Um, and then shortly after that, I made an appointment to take the, the bar out from my teeth. And since then I, um, don't take, I take one, uh, pill a day for my migraines and that's it. Okay. Thanks. So that's wow. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So how do you put this in a study so it's not just anecdotal? I mean, obviously, this is very compelling evidence when we have patient testimonies. But how do you put this in a study when, you know, it, we just have anecdotal like this? So tell us a little bit right. about how the study, how, how you designed your study. Right. So I presented to the FDA um, 2018, I believe. Uh, 18 or 19. And, uh, and it was the basically it was a huge panel of all kinds of uh, professors from all over the country and orthopedic docs and, and uh, researchers, all this. And uh, so I presented, I had eight and a half minutes to present. And in that I, I was actually working with a neurologist to because I because I, I knew at that time I was having issues between the foot and the mouth. And uh, so I was working with the neurologist. Okay, can I use some of your equipment to test this gal quote galvanic reaction between the foot and the mouth, which I believed we were having? Because uh, with that particular patient, the the paralysis patient, after it came on about three months after I had operated on his foot, put stainless steel in there, he became paralyzed an hour a day, two hours a day, three. He ended up it was a, a transient type paralysis that lasted, lasted up to ten hours a day. And basically, he was an engineer from Moses Lake, and uh, he ended up being disabled, um, obviously, from that. And then I, he ended up coming back, you know, four years later and had another problem. And I, I saw the swelling over the area that I had the stainless steel screws. And I didn't know he was being paralyzed at the time. He didn't, they didn't mention it even. And so then I got the, we got, that's not right. Let's get those screws out and we'll use titanium for what else we need to do. So we did. And we ended up having problems with titanium too, but he was able to heal. Anyway, he came back uh, like a week and then two weeks afterwards and he goes, okay, doc. He goes, being the anal engineer that I am, I started looking at the time the metal started going into my body. 
And uh, he said, I had uh, all these you know, amalgams and then these white gold crowns you know, years ago. And then eight years ago, I had a, a ACL repair with a titanium screw. And after that, a couple of years, then I started getting some neuropathy that started in my feet and then it's worked up. He says, now I have neuropathy all over my body. I can poke myself with a pin in the belly and I can't feel it. And uh, he said, then you operate on my feet. And he goes, I didn't put uh, didn't put it together. But three months afterwards is when all this, this you know, paralysis started. And then, like I say, it went up to 10 hours a day. He says, then you removed, you know, the screws from my feet. He said, the next day, I ended up being, went from 10 hours of paralysis a day to one hour of paralysis a day. And then uh, we we ended up. I, I was working at that time with an immunologist from uh, from Sweden who invented the, what's called the Melisa test. It's a lymphocyte transformation test that tests the blood, the lymphocytes from the blood, and challenges it uh, against various metals and concentrations of metals. And then you get what's called a sensitivity index. Uh, and then in, in some of these tests, two and under is negative, two to four is positive, and four and above is, oh, sorry, two to four is weakly positive or mild, mildly positive, and then uh, four and above is positive. In his particular case, then, we found out he was allergic to nickel and then highly, highly allergic to palladium, which ended up he had 26% palladium in his white gold crowns at his mouth. His reading on the palladium was 129 so he ended up still being paralyzed then an hour a day. So I'm going, okay, why? Why is he still paralyzed an hour a day? And, uh, you know, and my thought process here was that I put this titanium, titanium, or sorry, stainless steel in his foot, uh, negatively charged. Palladium is more positively charged. We just created a galvanic reaction between the two. When you get a galvanic reaction, then you start causing increased, faster corrosion of the metals. All metals will corrode. And uh, in the body, they're in a saltwater solution, right? So okay. do things corrode faster in saltwater? Yes. And so, and then it's very, it's very minute. And so, and most people don't have problems with this, all right? But some of us do, and that's the problem that some of us do. So it then caused a faster corrosion of that palladium, which then these metal ions got released into his body, which he was highly, highly allergic to, which then ended up causing the... And, and what I'll see, I'll see muscle spasms and uh, that type of thing with some of this, uh, like I say, exacerbation of joints, inflammation, uh, autoimmune type issues. So he ended up, um, we found that out. And then I didn't talk to him for quite some time, a number of months. And he was going to work on getting the screw out of the knee, which he did, and then all the dental work. Well, I talked to him as in January. And I go, well, how's it going? She goes, oh, he goes, I'm glad you called me this morning because this afternoon my wife and I were leaving for a trip to Australia and we're going to take a cruise for a month and then go to Singapore. And I go, oh, wait, what happened? And he goes, oh, I worked on getting all this stuff out of my mouth. I got the amalgams out and then I got the palladium out. He said, the day I got the last palladium filling out, I have not been paralyzed since. Wow. And he had gone to University of Washington, all kinds of genetic testing, went to Mayo, flew himself to Mayo Clinic even before we operated on him the first time to find out why he had neuropathy. And they basically said, you have episodic uh, rigid quadriplegia, which they were just describing the, the symptoms. And they said, sorry, you're probably just going to be in a wheelchair the rest of your life. Um, well, he's, he walked his daughter down the aisle. And uh, he has, I've talked to him not long ago, and he's still, he's paralysis free. And uh, wow. this condition is called, uh, I, I worked with some, uh, 
physiatrists and what have you, and it's stiff person's syndrome, stiff person's syndrome. And there's really hasn't been a cure for it. Uh, this is another paper we'll be writing up because um, we just have so much going on all <laughs> at everything. Yeah. So bottom line with that was that uh, then I'm going, okay, I feel there's a reaction between the two. So then I worked with the neurologist to go ahead and, okay, how can I test this? Can I use some of your equipment, you know? And he goes, no, 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 get a high quality voltmeter and go ahead and get some ultrasound gel. And this was just in vitro at the time. I was going to take a titanium plate and titanium screws, or sorry, titanium uh, plate and a stainless steel screw uh, and put them next to each other and then look at the voltage between in millivolts. And uh, so that's what I did. And, and the action potential of a nerve fires off at 70 millivolts is what fires an action potential of a nerve off. And that particular... I did it, you know, just an inch apart with actually it was a uh, stainless steel plate and titanium. And it was over 400 millivolts between the two. So then I said, okay, well, I now I want to go six feet out because I feel I'm having a problem between the foot and the mouth. So I ran this ultrasound gel out six feet. And this is what I presented to the FDA. I did it on Hot Wheels track, you know. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it still was 118 millivolts. So, which would be um, enough to fire a nerve and cause pain. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, and that's what I'll, I'll see if I can actually even show. I had a professor fly out from university of Pennsylvania for me to, uh, work with her. She ended up, um, having some issues. Let's see how we can do it. So I, what I'm doing, I'm testing between the foot and the mouth now. And I'm doing, when we were back at FDA, I said, I think I can do this in vivo. Because we were talking about, mm -hmm. you know, amongst us and some researchers, you know, be, we should really, we got to figure out how to do this in vivo. And I go, wait, I, I think I can do that because I'm in my surgery center. And if we can reach the dental metals and I have the foot open, then I can test there. And we worked out with the hospital how to get a sterile probe. We just use a cautery probe and, and cut off the ends to hook it up to the voltmeter. So let's just mm -hmm. see. Yeah, here. Yeah. So here is a professor flew out. And then here's a... a basically a porcelain fused a metal crown. Okay. And then I ended up, she had stainless steel screw in her foot. And here I am testing with this probe to okay. the screw in the foot and remember minus 70 millivolts, right? So here was her test. 148 millivolts, right? Yeah. Right. So then I take the screw out and then I'm just testing the bone now. And then here is the reading, and it's plus 60. So over 200 millivolt change. And in her particular case, she ended up having actually a shoulder um, that she couldn't hardly lift it up. And I've had this happen with another patient, too, after she got metal out of her body. Well, because, again, it can cause uh, stiffening and, and spasms around joints or what have you. And uh, so uh, she had problems with actually amalgam filling in her mouth where she was basically disabled for uh, an extended period of, for a period of time where she was went manic and bipolar and what have you and then got the amalgam out because she had mercury toxicity. And uh, so she actually heard my FDA talk and was going to write a book. And so I actually asked me if I could she could use some of my information. I said, sure. And I was impressed with her because she, after she wrote it, she you know sent it to me. And she goes, "How does this look?" And I go, "That looks great." Uh, so anyway, then she got a hold of me later and was telling me the story and that she does have some arthritis in her shoulder. But then uh, 
they were telling her that she was going to need a total you know, shoulder replacement. And she goes, I just got all this metal out of my body and had problems and I don't want a total shoulder. You know, what do you think? And I, then I started asking her about metal in her, in her body. Well, she didn't know of any others. Then we, yeah, any other surgeries you had? Well, I had foot surgery, but they didn't talk about putting metal down there. And I go, well, get your x-ray. Well, then and I asked her some more questions and it kind of, I wonder if there is metal there. And she, next day she sent me these x-rays with, yeah, she did have metal in her foot. And so we get it out. She came over, she stayed with us because uh, I've known her for a while and uh, stayed with us and uh, took her to the surgery center and did this, removed the screws. The next morning I go down and she's 62. She took the O-Dark 30 flight out of here and I went down and she's crying. And I'm going, oh, your foot hurt? She goes, no, 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 but look. And she raised her shoulder over her arm, over her head. And she got dressed that morning. She says, I just got dressed normally. And then I realized I can't do that. And uh, so, and she ended up having, so she ended up having titanium posts in her mouth and a couple, uh, she had previous root canal and, and some porcelain fused to metal crowns, obviously. And uh, so she's been working through all of that. But in her particular case, uh, that was, you could see how we're, we're now studying this and we're actually writing this up. And uh, I'm working with a research dentist and two different, uh, two different uh, professors uh, from around the country in writing this up. That, that is really, I mean, those stories are very, you know, dramatic and compelling. Um, and one of the questions I have is that, you know, this could really change dentistry. It could really change surgery and how we put hardware in people's bodies. Uh, are you getting any pushback from the dental industry or from surgeons about this? Uh, I could see there being some pushback. So oh, can sure. you comment on that? Yeah. Well, I want to work with all the, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going out. I mean, I, I'm a surgeon, right? I need this hardware. Right. So right. really it's just being aware of what can happen. And actually in uh, a few months ago, the International Academy of Ceramic Implantology you know, I had me talk in, in uh, Las Vegas. And uh, so basically they're, you know, uh, dentists and oral surgeons from around the world uh, that come there. And so they were very fascinated because a number of them have been talking about this for a long time. And one of them said, finally, proof of what I've been talking about is there. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, it's hard to, hard to argue with the voltmeter, you know. It and, is. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I want to work with everybody. I'm a surgeon. I need this metal. Uh, and we don't have some of the ceramics yet. Uh, now, in, denti in dentistry, yes, we have a lot more options in dentistry, which has been great. And, uh, but in, in, the ortho in our orthopedic world, not so much. I mean, they're starting to develop some. But that was one thing I presented to the FDA, too, is that, hey, we need, we need more options here. We, if somebody has a metal allergy, what are we going to do? And we have some that are partially ceramic, but potentially not totally ceramic at this point in time. Or there's coatings to try to mask, you know, some of the metals from the body. And it's just finding good functioning implants. Now, the good news is, is that most people are not allergic, right, or sensitive right. or have these galvanic reactions. But what I've found is that in my patients, as well as others, that when uh, <clears throat> if you have a problem, let's say you have a total knee and then have ongoing pain around the knee, but everything looks great. And I've been working with some of the orthopedic docs actually on some of this too, that everything looks great, but I have metal in the foot. The, let's say there's titanium in the knee, I have stainless steel in the foot. 
Well, from what I've already presented, well, that could right. be a problem, right? And I've actually had that uh, in cases in, in the back where there's titanium in the back from back surgery. The surgeons say, hey, that looks great. There's no problem here, but the patient has ongoing back pain. And uh, then I have stainless steel in the foot. And then, well, I tell you what, um, we have a little bit of time, right? Yeah, we do. Um, we okay? Yeah, let's have you listen to this patient because Please. this is uh, actually I presented this case to the FDA also. Let's have you listen to it. Okay, about four years ago, you had some back surgery with some titanium hardware, correct? Yes. This gal's quite and a character, had, so uh, left knee surgery with also some titanium. Yes. And prior to your knee surgery. Uh, what would you say your back pain was? Five or six. Okay, and after your knee surgery, you feel it was how much? Ten to fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Character, uh, but... but then also, many years ago, we had bilateral foot surgery with stainless steel screws. Right. Well, yeah, multiple five different surgeries, uh, and those were about how long ago? between 1993 and 2003. Okay, and then you've always kind of had some residual pain with those, is that correct? Yes, especially as I, if I stood too long at a time. Okay, and then we recently got the uh, screws out of the, uh, of both feet. And how do the feet feel now? They feel fine right now. Okay. And then how has this affected then your back symptoms? What's your back feeling like now? My lower back has no pain now compared to 10 to 15 prior to this surgery. Wow. Okay. Thanks. So, uh, you know, again, in my mind, it's more of the positive negative charge that, uh, and this was actually brought to me by, by Europe many years ago when they were saying in the dental world, actually, where somebody has a total knee or hip and have ongoing pain but the surgeons say you know this all looks great you know why do you have keep you know have ongoing pain and then they get some of the dental metals out and then ah the pain you know not in every sit situation obviously but the pain they've had certainly incidents like i just saw where the pain goes away in the hip or knee and the problem really wasn't the hip or the knee it was another metal in the body that was then reacting to that and that seems to be what some people, when you say they have an allergy to, to zinc or one of the metals, even just one implant in their body can cause a problem. But it's really when you put two metals with a negative, one had negative, one had positive charge. That's what creates the battery and nerves start firing. You feel all kinds of pain and inflammation. Potentially. I mean, I right. think I think it can be one or the other or a combination of the two. Right. I, I feel that when you have the combination, like our paralysis patient, um, that then that could be a, a potentially a worse scenario. Um, and it's it doesn't happen with everybody. You know, I mean, people have all kinds of metals and they don't really in their body and they don't have a problem. You know, I don't think we know that answer, uh, you know, yet. But uh so that's why I think the biggest thing is, is just having an understanding that, hey, this can affect other parts of the body that aren't just local to the foot or the knee or the mouth, and that all of us need to be talking together 
And you know, maybe we need a special type of, of docker, or maybe it's the, the primary care provider that's, you know, understands this more. And then they're kind of the gatekeeper with some of these. Well, you have these metals in your mouth, and then you have a knee, and you're having problems, and, you know, understanding that, and then kind of looking at it. But, you know, us as surgeons, we're kind of protective of our, our surgery, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah so... And have I had pushback? Sure. You know, I mean, but I talk to, you know, when I can talk to the docs and, uh, but, uh, you know, and we're all in this together though. Yeah. We're all in this together. And, uh, so, and really in my mind, it's, it's just trying to figure it out. And really the patient, you know, the patient really has to be their own best advocate. And that's what's happening with a lot of these Facebook groups, all this now, um, where they're kind of going, why do I feel so bad? What's going on with my body? And then they're getting on Facebook and they're seeing, oh, here's these other patients that have the same thing I have. And then, you know, oh, well, they had these clips in from a gallbladder removal or what have you. And, and then they had issues or, you know, uh, all, all kinds of things that, uh, again, not everybody's having a problem, but there are a few percent that can have a problem. And those are the ones that uh, their lives can be quite miserable. So what's the best way that we can educate, the quickest way, the easiest way that we can educate patients um, about this subject? Um, I think the, the biggest thing in my mind is history and looking at when, okay, you didn't have these symptoms before. And then now you're having these symptoms. When did those symptoms start? And did they start, did you have something done um, prior to that in your body? Did you have dental work done, you know, a month or two ahead? Did you have a total knee, a total hip? I mean, uh, uh, foot surgery, uh, anything, you know, where metal could have been placed in the body. And then you start asking the questions. And uh, so it is, uh, you know, you have to have a high index of suspicion you know, as a provider, uh, you know, as a surgeon, um, when we're asking as a primary care provider, uh, you know, of course, my, my, I'm way heightened. And, uh, but I mean, that's what I need to do now is ask questions. And then we learn, and not everybody has an issue. Uh, so, and it may not be related to the metal at all. It's just the, the way that everything functions there. And uh, as far as the implant or it rubs and irritates, uh, you know, something I have in the foot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, a lot of, I, I can see this going a long ways and there's just, I, I, I want your research to be done sooner than later. So <laughs> it sounds like you've been working on it a while, but I would like you to produce something now. And, and I want to read you. I want to read a book now too. So get your research done. <laughs> yeah, I will give you a little prelude if you want on one Please. of the patients. Yeah, so this was uh, just a patient recently, actually, uh, that we just added to the study because I have the galvanic testing and everything on her. And um, she had titanium in her foot and, uh, and she did, she, I believe, yeah, she had amalgam fillings also. And uh, again, titanium more positive charge and amalgam more negatively charged. So let me listen to, to her. All right, so you had some reconstructive right foot surgery with titanium plates and screws. And just recently, this last week, we got the plates and screws out. And prior to that, what did your body feel like? Um, since June, um, I have been experiencing all over body pain, fatigue, um, 
joint stiffness, um, and then nerve pain in the foot and going up the leg to the back. And what about your focus or? I've been in kind of a brain fog um, since the surgery. I thought it was the anesthetic for quite a while, but four months later, it really hadn't worn off much. Um, I wake up in the morning and I feel like I haven't rested at all. Um, I get home at night and I just can do nothing because um, just going to work has been enough and it's just been uh, mentally taxing. And since getting the hardware out, what have you been feeling? Um, the first thing I noticed when I went home was a lot of energy um, and feeling like um, I just was thinking clearly um, other than the local pain from the surgery, um, the overall body pain was gone. My back pain was gone. Um, the nerve pain has is gone. Um, the aches, the joint pain, all gone. All right. Thanks. Wow. I mean, I, I, what, can, what else can I say? I, I know. I mean, that's it, when you have a testimony like that and you have multiple testimonies, it's, it's, you know, what can you say? I just, you know what my, my hope is I, I want to get all this information out as to as many people as possible because, um, you know, that probably your most compelling story that you've shared with us is the, you know, the guy that was paralyzed. I mean, imagine if, you know, you didn't figure that out. Um, I mean, I mean, how many people are, are in a wheelchair because of that? I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I, I got to be I honest with you, you know, yeah. it's, um, you know, that one sounds, that one's really powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, there's a lot of work to do. And uh, so that's what, uh, you know, I've been doing. I have a little more time freed up now. I've been working that way to, to get some time freed up to work uh, with my, uh, my professors and uh, that are working on the project with me and our research dentist. And uh, so we'll have that there. We have a bunch. We're going to write up the paralysis patient, uh, you know, with our dental friend in this group. And I mean, we have just so much. But, you know, these papers take a long time to get together and you want to do it right. Oh, for sure. And, uh, yeah. And I've even had uh, some of the, you know, the metal, one of the metal companies, the head safety director of one of the metal companies get in contact with me um, because they want to see what's going on and, and all that. And uh, so uh, and just for and, and I, you know, we're just, we're all trying to work together, you know, yeah. all these, you know, everything. And, uh, you know, uh, so we just wouldn't need to work together. And uh try to figure it out and, and not shut doors. Uh, and really, cause it's bottom line, it's the patients. It's our patients yep. that, uh, you know, need our help and we have to try to figure it out together. And, uh, so just everybody have an open mind and, uh, and then ask questions. And so, yeah, my FDA talk, uh, I think you can get it, uh, you know, you can YouTube it. I think it's under it's uh, galvanism, you know, somebody put it together and, uh, uh, and, uh, I think it's galvanism, uh, would be a key word there. And, uh, then people kind of see, you know, some of these and some of these examples. And like I say, more recently, we've been working on the in vivo study with, uh, what I just presented to you here uh, recently. Well, after we get this, uh, edited and put out in the podcast forums and on YouTube, we'll, uh, make sure that we, um, provide the link to that talk in our, in the, in the YouTube. So, um, people can, can click on that. So. Thank you mm -hmm. for that. So, Dr. Schroeder, as we wrap this uh, podcast up, I want to thank you, um, you know, for sharing this information. Our goal, as always, in this podcast is just to educate and empower consumers 
you know, to, to take charge of their own health. And I, I think we've mm -hmm. realized that goal today because there's somebody out there that needs to see this and hear this because they are, you know, possibly a, a candidate for the things you're talking about. So, Dr. Schroeder, what do you have a passion for? What, what drives you? Uh, boy, uh, my dad was a physician and just taking care of people and then treating everybody like their family. And my wife did have problems with metal in her foot. She had titanium in her foot. We ended up getting her tested, found out she was allergic to aluminum. And uh, so she was also allergic to nickel. And uh, so in titanium implants, the majority of them are titanium as well as aluminum and vanadium. And uh, then there's a trace amount of nickel in, in most of the implants also in the you know 0.03% range. Uh, of nickel. So, uh, you know, potentially when you're sensitive that it can affect things. Uh, so it's just, you know, really in having a passion for patients when I'm, when I'm hearing these stories of the 30, whatever year old uh, female who was wondering who was going to take care of her young children because she couldn't open a door and she couldn't button up her blouse anymore. I mean, that's, that's quite stressful for somebody. And then, boy, we take the screws out and, I mean, literally the next day. Right. And that's a lot of these things I'm seeing. It is the next day uh, once we get that out. Not everybody. Sometimes it's a longer you know, response. But uh, many people, it is quite rapid uh, when we you know, get things out. And I just, I've been getting out you know, hardware a vast majority of the time now just because I'm seeing patients come back 15 years later with problems we didn't even know were related to what I had put in her right. foot. 15 years ago. And, uh, you know, one patient, uh, she would touch a door handle and her hand would blister. And, wow. uh, and, and she just had significant problems and ended up having, you know, and we got, we had stainless steel. She found out she was allergic to nickel, uh, stainless steel in her foot and her symptoms were 40% improved. Well, she had also a titanium, uh, neck, uh, or a platen screws in her neck for a fusion and she worked with her doc for a year and then they finally decided to get it out she was another one with the same thing that couldn't raise her arm up and but her shoulder looked great no 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 arthritis on x-ray but could not raise it up and her, her doc even tried to her orthopedic surgeon couldn't raise it up so she was looking at surgery there and she got the the plate and screws out of her neck and all, all of all of her skin symptoms went away and then she was able to raise her arm over her head again so again, it could, anything neuromuscular in my mind in the body, uh, you have to rule out. Um, you have to rule out a metal reaction. Right. So, so you are recruiting um, people for a study. Is that correct? No, not really at this point in time. Okay. No. Um, no. I mean, we have our studies. We it's just putting all the data together and then okay. you know researching everything and writing it up appropriately. And that's what's great about one of our, our professors. She's written seventy dif different journal articles, and she's editor of a, a journal. Uh, so she knows how this is done, but you have to do it very meticulously. Mm -hmm. And uh, so and and make sure all your ducks are in a row and all that just for the medical world. So if anybody has any questions about this subject, whether they're medical professionals or whether they're patients, um, can they contact you? Yeah, the best way to do it uh, would be by email. Okay. And uh, so, and uh, doing that, and uh, so, you know, my email is scott, S-C-O-T-T, Schroeder, S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R, the number eight at 
gmail.com. So, and, uh, you know, and I don't know, it depends on how inundated I am, you know, whether I can get back to people or not. And uh, as far as that goes, but at least, uh, you know, working, getting information, you know, and then try to guide some people on, okay, where do you go from here? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you sharing all this information today, Dr. Schroeder. It was very, very enlightening. Uh, One of the favorite things I like about this podcast is I get to talk to experts like you across all kinds of different fields, and I learn so much during the process. So thank you so much for educating me. You're welcome. You are welcome. And listeners and viewers, uh, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Uh, Thank you for listening. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, Dr. Dr. Schroeder. Mm -hmm. You bet.